Hello and welcome to a Growing Christians podcast. My name is Tyranny and on this podcast I'm going to talk open and honestly about some of the struggles I've had on my walk with Christ in the hopes that someone out there can relate and not feel alone. So take a listen and let's grow together. Welcome back. I'm not going to ramble but I just want to say that I really do appreciate and I want to take time to thank everybody who took the time to listen to the very first like trailer episode. I appreciate the support. Thank you so much. So the title of this episode is I'm saved. Now what? In this episode, I'm just going to like brush the surface of my testimony and how I came to Christ. I'm going to talk about the beginning stage of what my recommitting looked like, just in hopes that someone can relate and see that it's normal to not have a so smooth start. A person could be like me and they didn't really settle down and commit until years and years later. So I'd say I was less than 12. I accepted the altar call. I walked down the aisle. I repeated the words that my pastor told me to. I received a Bible and I received like a certificate. I guess just proof of the invitation that I had accepted. And that following Sunday, I got baptized I got applause and I remember thinking, thank goodness that's over. Like now my mom can stop asking me to take the altar call and like back to my regularly scheduled program. Nothing changed for me. It wasn't a commitment. It was a box that I needed to check off my to-do list. It sounds awful to say, but it just is what it is. That's what it was for me. Like, no, that's out of the way. Fast forward, 2018, 2019, I was 22, 23 this young lady in Memphis, Tennessee, she did me and my husband's anniversary pictures. I was like, she just shines with something I cannot explain. It's something that I do not have. And I couldn't think about what it was. After she did our pictures, I followed her on social media and I saw that she was a very devoted Christian. She talked a lot about Jesus on her page and I didn't think much of it, but whatever was in her jumped on me and it did not let me go. The conviction was so overwhelming. And I've used this phrase before, if conviction could kill, it was so heavy. And I just knew that I could not go another second without surrendering my life to Christ and asking for forgiveness. And the thing that was strange about it was I wasn't really doing anything so outrageous in my life. I was married to my husband, Benjamin. We were living in Kosciuszko, Mississippi. And I was working a management job just outside looking in. There was nothing wrong in my life. I didn't have a near-death experience that made me realize my days were numbered or anything like that. That first day after I decided to recommit, I remember I began purging my environment of all of the old me. Any kind of playlist I had that wasn't of God, all that twerking stuff, it's got to go. Like I went through my closet. I got rid of anything and everything that did not line up with what I'm about to be doing. And that is recommitting and taking my walk with Christ, very serious. I got rid of it and I buried myself in my word and devoted hours of my day studying, listening to worship music, watching sermons and notating devotionals on YouTube. I I didn't allow myself to watch or listen to anything that was not of God. Like I was hardcore in it. And for some people, that's probably how it was for you as well. You got the call, you felt convicted, you repented. You said, God, I'm serious, I'm starting over please forgive me for everything. And you just get set on fire, but it didn't last forever. It lasted a good while, but eventually that fire kind of like fizzled out and I didn't notice it until it was gone and I was feeling very cold and lost and very alone again. So that was 2018, 2019. 
and going into 2023, that's when I was like, okay, I want to recommit and I want to take it serious again. Now what? Like, what's the first step? How do I get started again? Ask God to reveal to you what needs to go in your life for you to have a successful walk with him. Ask him to reveal those things to you. Ask him to reveal those people and habits and desires. And once you do that, be prepared to how God can answer you. So if God says, okay, this best friend of yours, they don't have good intentions for you and they need to go. And once that becomes revealed to you, you can't be like, oh, but God, but that's my... Like you either have, you got to be ready once you ask him to reveal those things to you. And that was one of the things that tripped me up for a while because I wanted so hard to still hold on to tyranny. There were things about me that I thought, I don't want to get rid of that. That makes me me. Or like, well, who am I going to be if I get stripped of all these things? How I dress, what I listen to, how I talk, the jokes I tell, the people I hang around. I really had to work on giving that up. And once I let God take over, that was when I really started to see the shift and the change. So maybe you're in the stage where you're on fire for God and you just want to absorb all about the word and Jesus and you just want to make up for lost time or you're where I am and was where you just kind of dipped off for a while. You did your own thing and now you're back kind of looking like, what do I do? I'm back. What I am going to do and I would recommend others do if you're also on the same page as me, I would recommend studying the word in depth, like really understanding who God is learning about his character, and understanding what he expects of his children. There is no reason why we have an entire book telling you front to back who God is. And we get to the end of our life and we're like, yeah, I don't know much about him. Read your word. Understand who God is. Because when you understand who someone is, that's when I feel like I have a relationship. You're not going to figure it out any other way than getting in your word. We're so blessed. There are some people in the world that could get killed if they we're found with a Bible, we're studying the Bible, preaching out of the Bible, we can go to a dollar store and buy a Bible. And we take it so for granted. I was advised to begin in New Testament. And I'm actually very happy that I started in the New Testament because that is where Jesus gave the gems. He literally told us how we are to maneuver as Christians and children of God. So open your Bible, Matthew 1 through 5. Read that and write down any questions that you have. Take notes on anything that comes to your mind. Discuss them with a friend. Ask a pastor. I would love to talk in depth about each chapter and have like little mini sessions. And I'm going to find out a way I can do that to people that want to do this, like a little study group of people. We need that. Number two, journal about what you struggle with. I journal about what I struggle with and what is causing me to stumble. And we just need to be honest to each other. And we need to be honest about what we're going through. I don't like the image or the idea that I must not be as good as a Christian as so-and-so because I'm struggling with this and no one else is. Incorrect. I can tell you that right now. Because I'm tired of something that millions of people struggle with being like a dirty little secret. The enemy wants you to feel like you're sitting alone in your filth and that you're the only person that has that issue. There is not a sin that God has not seen. So, Please do not think that you are alone in what you go through and the thoughts that you have. I can assure you, you are not the only person. And if you don't hear from anyone else, I'll get on here and say it. If you're feeling very angry and you realize that, you know, if I go for a walk or go for a run, that's a healthy coping mechanism. Write that down. When the enemy tries to circle back and try that same offense against you, you already have a defense. You already know how you're going to come against it. Because one thing that the enemy will do, if he trips you up on something once, he will try it again and he will try it again and again until he gets you. So 
write down what you're struggling with and what helped you out of that. The enemy wants you to feel isolated and he wants you to feel like what you did or what you're doing is the most unforgivable thing and that you can't come to God because it's too dirty or it's too much or you went too long. That's not the truth. As long as there is breath in your body, you can change. Don't let the enemy lie to you and make you feel like there's no point in coming to God. He wants us all and he will help us. We just have to come to him. And number three, find people that are on the same journey as you and that want the same thing that you want, which is a relationship with God and to change. People that are not going to trip you up. They're not going to make you feel bad for the changes that you're making. They're not going to make you feel like you're acting different because you don't want to go hang out at a bar with these friends. But you know and they know that you're trying to stop drinking. And it'll feel like you can control yourself and it'll feel like you have it under control. But it's a million times harder once you put yourself in those situations not to fall back into that sin or that habit. The only person that can really save you from that is God. So to help God out, just don't even put yourself in that position. Don't even flirt with the sin because the enemy has no limits and it's not an even playing field. You think just one more time and it's happened to me so many times. It's not worth it. That one more time, for some people, it's their last. And it sounds bad to say, but the enemy is going to take you down through there. You're going to wake up five months later, look around and be like, how did I get back into this addiction? So don't even flirt with the sin. I would really like if you want to start this journey with me, open up your Bible or open up your Bible app, Matthew 1 through 5. Let's read it. The next episode, I'm going to come back with my notes. And if we do that for chapter 1 through 5 and then 5 through 10 and then 10 through 15 and then 15 through 25, I think there's only like 25, 27 chapters. You have read the whole book of Matthew and you've notated on it and you're done with the book. I don't know about you guys, but there's not a single book in the Bible that I've read all the way through. I've only read snippets. I really try to get understanding on it. So to recap, study your word in depth, journal about what you struggle with and write down the healthy coping mechanisms that helped you out of that bad place. And get around people that want the same thing that you want it's gonna help all right that is the end of this episode thank you all so much for tuning in you can reach out to me on any of my social media platforms all the links are in the bio and yeah you can catch me at the next one thanks bye